I have a big and important announcement for all of you. A week from today, a week from today, that is the 19th, Thursday, October 19th, I am going to be broadcasting live from Monday Night Brewing's new garage. Um, That is uh, their new facility and tap room. Uh, 1024 White Street. It's if you look for just Google Monday Night Brewing Garage. Um, we're going to be broadcasting live from there and doing a book signing. If you missed me in Lawrenceville last night, had a well over a hundred people show up with books. Um, we will be at the garage, Monday Night Brewing Garage, a week from tonight. Uh, so bring your books that you got off Amazon or Barnes and Noble or where have you. We'll be broadcasting live. Come on by a week from tonight. Monday Night Brewing at the Garage. You can Google for information. I'll try to get something set up for you as well for to RSVP. Now, the big news of the day before we get into North Korea and whatnot, uh, the Boy Scouts have decided to admit Girl Scouts. Yes, my friends, uh, the Boy Scouts will be admitting girls to the Boy Scouts to become Eagle Scouts. Now, the you should know that there's a bigger story here and that the Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts have for the past number of years uh, been very publicly feuding. It has escalated in the past year to a very public, angry feud with Girl Scout leaders suggesting the Boy Scouts were trying to undermine them. Now, here's a, a problem on the Girl Scout front is they have become very bad. Um, A lot of girls leaving the Girl Scouts looking for an alternative. Uh, Essentially, the Girl Scouts of America and a Planned Parenthood meeting are the same thing. The abortion industry has taken over. I got to tell you, a, a, a family member of mine put her girls in a Girl Scout group. And the for Father's Day the Girl Scout leaders decided that they needed to do a Parents' Day because the leaders were a lesbian couple and their daughter didn't believe in fathers and mothers. And they've done, the Girl Scouts have tried to indoctrinate girls in uh, abortion and same-sex marriage and gay rights and on and on and on and on. And a lot of people have been pointing out, well, the Boy Scouts are opening their door to the Girl Scouts to become Eagle Scouts. There's a bigger issue here, though, than the Girl Scouts' failures. And this is, I don't intend this, as this is going to sound like a theological point, but it's not a theological point. It's just a matter of fact. When you cave on sexual ethics, everything else falls away. And by sexual ethics, I mean uh, marriage between a man and a woman, um, intimate sexual relationships inside of marriage, good, outside of marriage, bad. Uh, and there's a reason for the act, which is to propagate the species, among other things, and intimacy between a married couple. When that falls away, everything else falls away too. That is why so many churches in this country that refuse to acknowledge that uh, a, a sexual ethic is a fundamental part of Christianity uh, tend to go by the wayside over time. They tend to go far left. Um, there are some very prominent churches in Atlanta, Baptists and otherwise, where the senior pastors refuse to 
uh, acknowledge, embrace, or teach a biblical sexual ethic uh, because they don't want to anger members of their congregation, some of whom give a lot of money and are liberal or gay, and uh, they see the whole thing go kablooey over time, uh, or they go very far to the left. They abandon over time the first things when that falls by the wayside, because when that falls by the wayside, a foundational Genesis 1-1 act, uh, well, everything else goes kablooey. And that's what we're seeing with the Boy Scouts. They abandoned the first things, the fundamentals, the foundational truths that included a sexual ethic. And there will now be no meaningful difference between Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts. There is another point of this. So here's the thing. There has been an ongoing war on boys in this country by the left for a very long time where they attack institutions that teach boys good character. And then once they have destroyed those institutions, they lament that all the good men are gone. There needs to be a place where a boy can go to be a boy and learn how to be a man. And in a world where the left believes that boys and girls are completely interchangeable, but notice they don't want to go after all female institutions. They only want to go after the the quote-unquote patriarchy. We must destroy the patriarchy. And so they want to infiltrate the all-male organizations and bring them down because they don't really want women to become men. They want men to become women. There needs to be places in the world where boys go to be boys and learn how to be men, men of good character. And the Boy Scouts used to be one of those places. It is no more. It abandoned its sexual ethic that taught that uh, men were men and women were women and and sexually men were supposed to be with women and vice versa uh, and not men with men and women with women. Uh, They abandoned all that and then they decided to allow in transgender scouts and, and give up all of the fundamental truths. And now they're giving up the very identity of the organization. The Boy Scouts will just become the Scouts where gender means nothing, sex means nothing, Uh, a a scout is a scout. You know, there are real biological and mental and emotional and developmental and hormonal differences between boys and girls. And if you don't think that there are, you don't have kids. Or you have kids, but they're all boys or all girls. I have a boy and I have a girl. There are fundamental, profound differences between the two of them. I have friends who have fraternal twins, a boy and a girl. There are fundamental differences between them. There are differences that, that, that my boy shares with the, that boy and my girl shares with that girl that, that boys and girls do not share. And you have situations where the left pretends that that is not true. And that uh, boys do not need to be learned to become young men. Uh, They can just learn to become people. But there are behavioral differences and hormonal differences and, and other things that require dads. And ultimately what this comes down to is uh, dad, moms and dads. And this belief on the left that they are interchangeable, that as long as you have two parents, you're okay. Uh, It can be two moms. It can be two dads. It can be a mom and a dad. But over and over and over and over, all of the non-politicized, and this is key, non-politicized studies show 
that the most stable way to raise a child is in a two-parent heterosexual nuclear household. That is a fact. It is an indisputable fact. It is a timeless fact, and it matters, except the world will tell you it does not matter, and it does. And what this war does, this culture war, is it tries to take away from boys in particular safe places where they can grow up and learn how to be gentlemen. And they wonder why we have the Harvey Weinstein problems of the world or the Bill Clinton problems of the world. The problems of grown men who never had father figures who could teach them how to behave in a world gone mad. We need that. The scouts, they're no longer the organization for it. They haven't been for a while. Today, they're just finally admitting it um, when they say that these differences don't matter. They do. Luckily, there are church groups that are standing up to replace the scouts. They're going to have to because boys do need places to be boys, just as girls need places to be girls. Sadly, there are plenty of places where girls are allowed to be girls, but there are very few places where boys are allowed to be boys, and they need it. It's 26 after the hour. Eric Erickson here. The phone number 404-872-0750-1800 WSB Talk. Before we get into phone calls, uh, for those of you who subscribe to the podcast, in addition to getting today's show, yesterday's show, all the other shows, I occasionally record special content just for those of you who get the podcast. And I have one today because it's relevant to the show, but I just I don't have time to get into it. So I went on and recorded it. it and that is raising your kids to be monster slayers, to be dragon slayers. Um, in light of the Harvey Weinstein stuff and everything else, uh, what do you tell your kids about it? Is there any lesson you can learn to tell your kids about it? Because you know they're hearing about it at school. And what can they learn? And, and the, the, the too long didn't listen version is uh, you got to teach your kids to stand up and talk to power, particularly to their own side, to tell their own side uh, that they need to clean up their own house uh, or others will clean it up for them. And your kids need to learn to do what's right and understand that the world is going to tell them what's right is wrong and what's wrong is right. And they need to do what's liked. Uh, measured by social media retweets and Facebook likes and whatnot, and that's not true. If you want to listen to the podcast, it's about 25 minutes long. You can text the word SHOW, S-H-O-W, to 444-999, and uh, you'll get the podcast link for iTunes and for Google Play. And really, it's, it's how do you raise your kid to be a dragon slayer in a world that wants to protect and promote the dragons. Uh, so you can subscribe to that. Now, let's see. I got time for a phone call. Let's go. Matt and Stockbridge, you're up first. Welcome. Hey, Eric. Great talking to you. Thanks. What's going on? Uh, I just wanted to kind of throw a little insight onto this Boy Scout thing. I've got my son who just started the Boy Scouts. He got his first badge two weeks ago. Great. Um, thank you. He's totally elated with the whole thing. Now, he's. I'm going to let him stay in regardless of this whole thing, but... One thing that I wanted to add was um, I take my son every week, and unfortunately, I am, and I, and I kid you not, I am the only father who brings his son to uh, Boy Scouts in his den. Um, every other boy that goes there goes with his mother. Now, I'm, I feel proud of them that they're taking their boys to this thing, but it kind of goes along with the same aspect of 
allowing girls to come into the Boy Scouts. It's it's a broken family thing. Yeah. And when I wanted him to join and he wanted wanted to do this at the same time, it's it, it goes along with the same fashion. I had this cliched thought that this was going to be a guy's thing. We're going to go out. We're going to go camping. Surprise. Are, but it's not going to be that way yeah. anymore. Matt, I, I got to let you go there. We got a hard break, but stand by. So we're going to see if this works. See if I got the setup. I messed up the time doing the event bright page, and then it told me that it was uh, November 20th when it's actually October 19th. So we will actually see um, if you, let's see, text the word beer, B E E R to 345-345. You should get a link back. Well, first you'll ask, it'll ask for your email address, and then you'll get a link back uh, to the Monday Night Brewing uh, RSVP for my book signing next week. They've got a new location. Um, so you, you definitely you want to come by, but you need to get the map and the directions for their garage, uh, which is a cool location. Uh, really happy for them. Uh, just fantastic setup that they've got. I'm going to be broadcasting my show. It's going to be Thursday night, a week from tonight, uh, at their garage location and tap room. So you can come by and have a beer. Bring a book with you this time. You can't, you won't buy on site, I don't believe. Uh, you will be able to buy on site, Charlie says. Excellent. You'll be able to buy a book on site and you'll be able to get your book signed and have a beer with me on Thursday. So if you want, uh, text the word beer, B-E-E-R, to 345-345. Um, submit then your email address and you'll get a link back uh, with the Eventbrite link. Just for RSVP purposes, there are no, there's no cost to the ticket. It's just to make it convenient for you as a reminder. Uh, and it is October 19th. Let's go to the phones. Uh, Shay in Cartersville. Shay, you're up next. Welcome. Hey, Eric. Uh, nice talking with you. I don't know if you know this or not, but the United States is one of the few countries in the world under the World Scout Movement that doesn't combine uh, Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts. Well, and it's a good thing we haven't. I mean, have you seen these other countries? <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of these other countries tend to be a little more conservative than we are. Well, and yet they do it. Uh, which ones? Uh, so, you know, what's wrong with it? Well, it, which countries, though? I mean, I know Britain now has unifex, unisex scouts. Uh, if you look up under the World Scout Movement, we're the only country. And that's amazing. And I'm a scout leader. Mm -hmm. And we have pushed for a long time to allow girls. There are so many of the female siblings that come to our meetings that go, I wish I could do that. Because, I mean, we do nothing different uh, as far as teaching the boys that shouldn't be taught to the girls. Well, but where then do you go if you want to have a boy and teach the boy to be a man? Which is the way I grew up in Scouts in Dubai. We didn't have co-ed. Uh, we had Scouts where you had Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts separately. And now if you look at it, you have Boy Scouts and Girl Guides. And that's what they call it. They, they wait, wait, wait. Boy Scouts and what? Girl guides. Boy Scouts and girl guides. Yes. 
and we, the the genders are kept separate, and they do a lot of activities together. But as far as the curriculum goes, the curriculum is very similar between the boys and the girls. Okay, though, so they're so they actually the boys and the girls are still separate. So it, it's you got Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts. They're they're not a, a they may do events together, but they're separate. Yes, that's. I mean, when I was a kid, the Boy Scouts and the Girl Scouts, the Brownies and, and the, the Cub Scouts would occasionally get together and do something together, but otherwise they were distinct programs, and I think they should. I just don't, Listen, just because everybody else um, is doing something doesn't mean we should, particularly when you look at these countries on this, the World Organization of Scouts movement. It, it's a bunch of European socialist countries. I mean, there are others. Uh, Malaysia is involved and others. But still, and you know, they keep, they don't have co-ed in Malaysia and, and, or Azerbaijan. They don't actually have co-ed there. But yeah, you got the United Kingdom, France, Denmark, Switzerland, Austria, Hungary, Sweden, Netherlands. Liechtenstein's in there, which is fairly conservative still. Just because everybody else is doing it doesn't mean we should. And even within the organization, apparently, the boys and girls are still kept in separate programs with slightly variational things, slightly variational agendas. Why not leave it that way? Because now we're bringing the girls into the Boy Scouts and we're not going to have the Boy Scouts. And where do you go on top of all of that? Where do you go for a boy to become a man? Particularly in a day and age where so many fathers are not in the house. So Matt called up earlier, and I hated that that I couldn't give Matt more time. We had a hard break on us. Matt was talking about he's the only dad who goes regularly with his kid to, to Cub Scouts. His, the, the moms go. And God bless Matt. Uh, he is going to have a well-rounded uh, kid who is going to have people looking up to him when he gets older. He will be what's called a boss. And that's not to slight the mothers who are taking their kids to Scouts, but uh, it is so important for dads to be involved in their kids' lives. And Scouting is a way for that. And we as a society, when we say boys and girls, they can be blended together and the, the, the sexes don't matter and everything is the same. No, it's not. Scientifically, it's not. Biologically, as part of science, it's not. Uh, you know it yourself, having kids, that it's not. Uh, dads are important and a place for boys to learn how to become a man is important. And we have fewer and fewer of those places because of liberal agenda to stamp out boys becoming men. I got this fixed. Okay, so if you text the word beer to 345-345, it's going to, you'll get a text back asking for your email address. And when you get it, you'll get an RSVP link for the Monday Night Brewing live signing. Uh, It's going to be, it's, uh, my buddy just texted me and said, tonight's Wednesday. Okay, so. A week from tomorrow. Tonight is Wednesday. Tomorrow is Thursday. It's been one of those weeks, folks. So a week from tomorrow night, I'm going to be at Monday Night Brewing, their new location, uh, their garage and tap room, and we'll do a book signing there. You can buy books there. 
If you want to come, text the word BEER to 345-345 so that you can just get the RSVP. Tickets free. You don't have to pay anything. You just want to be reminded it's in a new location for Monday night. So if you're familiar with their old location, well, this will help you. Uh, and if you want the podcast for the show, the special podcast I did on uh, raising your kids to be dragon slayers instead of dragon enablers, you can text the word SHOW to 444-999 and get all those links. When we come back, we got to switch gears. There are still folks who want to talk about the Boy Scouts um, and Trail Life and Pathfinders and the other organizations out there. I'll get to those when I can, but we've got to shift gears. Boy, I didn't expect to spend the entire last hour on the Boy Scouts, but we did. We got to move on, though. There's other stuff to talk about. The phone number 404 872 1-800-WSB Talk is the number. And if you want to come to the Monday Night Brewing event on Thursday, not this Thursday, next Thursday now, the October 19th from 5 to 8, you can buy a book, you can grab a beer, come hang out with me next Thursday. It's their new location, which is an awesome, awesome setup. Uh, if you haven't been there, you're really going to want to go. Uh, text the word BEER to 345-345, and I'll get you the Eventbrite link just for an RSVP. Tickets are free. Um, we just want to make sure we're, we're keeping a list of the people who are coming and that you have the right address because it's in a new location uh, from their old facility. Now, and their old one's still there, mind you. This is just a, a second. They expanded because they're awesome. Now, I want to revisit an old news story, and it has made a whole lot of liberals mad at me today, but it's still worth revisiting. Mike Pence. Remember, Mike Pence has a rule where he does not go out to eat or have private meetings with women in his office. And I, it hit me today that Heather Graham, remember Heather Graham, uh, she, I think she won an Academy Award for something. Uh, she was in uh, Austin Powers. That's where I know her best. I love that movie. Um, uh, among others, she was in a number of famous movies. And she recalled today in, in, in Vanity Fair that she had been sexually harassed by Harvey Weinstein that he called her to his hotel room for a meeting. He, at one point, told her that his wife was very open to him, uh, having relations outside of marriage. She rebuffed him at the time. He called her to a hotel room, uh, wanted to put her a part in a movie. She asked a friend to go with her to the meeting. The friend called and declined to go, so she got cold feet and told Weinstein she couldn't come. Weinstein informed her the friend was already there. And she refused to go and never got a part in a Miramax film that she had been promised. And one of the things she said in this Vanity Fair piece is that she did not like the fact that women were sometimes put in positions where they didn't know whether the meeting would be innocent or not. She didn't think that was fair. And I put up a piece today and said, you know what? We should revisit the Mike Pence rule. He doesn't have meetings where he puts women in the situation. It protects him and it protects them. 
And above all else, it shows the respect he has for his wife. Now, the left blew the story out of proportion originally because he doesn't do it with men either. And that was the missing story. He doesn't do it with men or women. He doesn't go out to eat dinner with men from his office. He doesn't go out to eat dinner with women from his office. He goes home to his wife at night. He doesn't have one-on-one meetings in his office except with his chief of staff. And it doesn't matter whether it's male or female. There's always another person in the room. It prevents misunderstandings. It prevents miscommunication. It prevents rumors. It prevents uh, malicious smears. He doesn't do it. And yet, when I pointed out today the juxtaposition between Harvey Weinstein and Mike Pence, you would have thought that Mike Pence was the man abusing women from left-wing reaction. So, there's no winning in these situations. You know, again, not to go back to the Boy Scout story, but, but a place where boys to learn how to become men with responsible male role models, Mike Pence had that, Harvey Weinstein didn't. And the feminists are outraged. This puts women at a disadvantage. No, it protects the women. No woman will ever be in a situation with Mike Pence like they were with Harvey Weinstein because of this. And they don't want to see it. They don't want to acknowledge it. They don't want to believe it. They want to be victims. They want to think they're at a disadvantage. There is no evidence that any woman was ever disadvantaged by Mike Pence doing, having this rule. In fact, there are a number of women who were in senior positions in Mike Pence's office, including a very dear friend of mine who was his press secretary. But they can't handle that. And what this actually goes to is that they really are okay with Harvey Weinstein. They're not okay with Mike Pence. And the fact that he puts his wife first. They are okay with Harvey Weinstein who puts his wife last. And you know how I know that they're okay with Harvey Weinstein? Because they're not exposing any pedophiles. The only rumor in Hollywood that surfaces more than the rumors about Harvey Weinstein are the rumors about the senior executives in Hollywood who are pedophiles. Who drug and abuse young men. You know, the reason Harvey Weinstein could be exposed is because the media community has been so disrupted by the Internet, clickbait is more important than connections to people like Harvey Weinstein. And a story about Harvey Weinstein sexually abusing women will get a lot of clicks, and that will help the media. So they could throw him under the bus. Compare that to NBC Universal, which refused to allow Ronan Farrow to run his story because they are dependent, an old media guard, they are dependent on uh, guys like Weinstein. But the new media is not. The click-reliant media is not. So they could undermine him. But even in the click-reliant media, they are so far left, they're beholden to certain ideas. One of which is the vast majority of American society is bigoted and homophobic, and they can't do anything to push that. And they recognize that a majority of Americans rightly, I think, conclude that there is a subculture within the gay community that is attracted to younger men, old men attracted to younger men. And if they say that, that, well, it undermines their whole case to push gay culture on all of us. So they can't touch, even the clickbait media won't touch the story. They only went after Weinstein because he was inconvenient and they could make money off of it. But they won't push this story because it would disrupt their entire worldview. We hear time and time again 
these young actors from Hollywood who grow up and tell us about being sexually abused by people they say are still there. The fact that Hollywood will throw Harvey Weinstein under the bus for clicks, but they won't go after any of these pedophile producers tells you everything you need to know about that culture and how corrupt it is. That's one reason I spent some time doing this podcast this morning on what you can teach your kids from all of this. Because you know they're hearing about it in school. How do you live your life teaching your kids they need to stand up and be bold and tell certain truths to people who don't want to hear them, particularly on their own side? Because it's not just the Hollywood left. There are people on the right who will protect their own abusers and protect their own dragons, and your kids need to learn to be dragon slayers, and you need to teach your kids to slay the dragon, not feed the dragon. How do you do that? Well, if you want to listen to that, text the word SHOW to 444-999. It's a standalone podcast. Don't have time to get into it here today. I want to desperately. There's a sermon coming on almost, but that's why I put it in the podcast. So if you subscribe to the podcast, you can get it. Text SHOW to 444-999. But Hollywood isn't repentant here. And I, I let me remake a point I made last night, and I want every single one of you to listen to it. Hollywood threw Harvey Weinstein under the bus and exposed him because he became inconvenient. The, the clickbait media ran a story on him. It suddenly became awkward and inconvenient so that everybody had to distance, distance themselves from him. Hollywood was perfectly fine with Donald Trump until he became a Republican. And then the very behavior that they've covered up for Harvey Weinstein forever, they threw Trump under the bus for. Hollywood was perfectly fine with Bill Cosby until Bill Cosby started sounding like a conservative on issues of raising your family and dads in the home and school choice, and then they threw him under the bus. But Hollywood is still fine with Bill Clinton, whose behavior mirrored Harvey Weinstein. And Hollywood is still covering for the pedophile producers who occasionally get talked about in whispered conversations. They're perfectly fine with all of that. The only sin in Hollywood these days is becoming inconvenient or becoming conservative, and then they attack. It'd help if I turn on the microphone. Welcome back. It's Eric Erickson here, 404 872 wsb talk uh, To the phones we go. Rhonda in Atlanta, welcome. Hi, I just wanted to say, Howard Weinstein, Bill O'Reilly, Donald Trump, they're all one and the same, yet conservatives still put Donald Trump as president, and how <clears throat> Bill O'Reilly's on Sean Hannity's show trying to make a comeback. Yeah, you know, I listen, I think it undermines conservatives uh, in the same way that it undermines uh, the left who have propped up Bill Clinton for so long doing w- yeah, what he did. Yeah, I agree with that, too. He's yeah. a pig, too. I, I mean, I, I'm, a pig. I'm glad you said that because I, I'm a real believer in the fact that both sides have to clean their own houses. And when conservatives are willing to turn a blind eye to a monster in their house and the left is willing to turn a blind eye to the monster in their house, um, neither side has credibility with the other side to deal with what is a serious issue. And they've got to. Uh, And I think it is notable that both sides uh, prop up people in positions of power. And unfortunately, on the right right now, there are a lot of evangelicals who are willing to turn a very blind eye to the president's behavior and and be quiet. Look at the look at the Access Hollywood tape with President Trump. Um, whether you agree, whether you supported him or not, the fact that there were prominent pastors in this country who kept their mouths shut uh, instead of saying we love him, we support him, we're going to vote for him, but he was wrong. They they didn't do that. They wouldn't do that. It was a shame.
40 after the hour. I am Eric Erickson. Don't forget, you can get the podcast, including all the extra material, by texting SHOW to 444-999. And if you want to come to Monday Night Brewing a week from tomorrow and have a beer with me and buy a book and get it signed and hang out, uh, the word BEER to 345-345. We'll get you all the RSVP information. Uh, back to the phones we go. Nick in Hampton, you're next. Welcome. Hey, Eric. Um, I, I just want to comment on the Harvey Weinstein thing. I don't want this to be a a endorsement of him because I think what he did was disgusting. But you have all these actresses, some of them self-proclaimed feminists, who talk a big game about empowering women and helping women. These, you know, This thing happened to them, but in all those years, they stayed silent. And because of that, so many more of these assaults and rapes happen because they stay silent. And whenever these types of people who get away with, you know, this type of stuff, it mm-hmm. empowers them and it emboldens them to do it again. Yeah, it, so, you know, so Nick, I, I've I've gone back and forth on this, uh, and where I've come to, and a, a friend of mine, by the way, is very vehement and, and wrote a. Very hostile piece about Gwyneth Paltrow and Angelina Jolie, that this happened to them and they didn't say a word, and shame on them. Here's where I've come down on this. What does it say about a culture where people like Gwyneth Paltrow and Angelina Jolie, accomplished actresses, don't feel safe to speak out? And now what I mean by that is one of the underreported details, and it's one of the underreported details because it involves a person who is very dear to the New York media establishment, and his name is Cyrus Vance, and he is the district attorney of New York. Uh, The law and order character of the DA was modeled on him. That's how prominent he is. And one of the actresses who was sexually harassed by Harvey Weinstein went and filed a police report. And Cyrus Vance and the police team put a wire on her. And she went back to Harvey Weinstein And he admitted in the recording that he had sexually assaulted her. And that was she going to destroy her career and their friendship over something like that? She was brave and she did that. And then they didn't prosecute. Guess who one of Cyrus Vance's big donors was? Yeah, Weinstein. So in a world like that, I don't know that I blame them for keeping silent. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow told Brad Pitt, who confronted Harvey Weinstein, he is he is confirmed. Uh, he confronted Weinstein, and he then thereafter left Gwyneth Paltrow alone. But you, I mean, just think about that. You got Hollywood actresses who are Oscar winners, who are famous. Who said nothing? Now, I'm the sort of person, if something like this were to happen to me, if I got the Academy Award, I'd stand on stage and that would be my 30-second speech. Guess what this <laughs> did? But I don't know that I'm not, wasn't in their shoes and I'm not going to cast stones at them uh, for not being willing to speak up. I'm just amazed at a culture in Hollywood where someone that notable felt they couldn't speak up. That, that's pretty something to me. There's another story out there, and, and this is what I talk about in the podcast today, teaching your kids to be dragon slayers and being willing to speak up to your own side. Uh, I need to practice what I preach and say something here. 
the President of the United States today suggested, because of all the NBC fake news, that he would use the FCC to target their license. First of all, that's probably the most ignorant statement the president has made thus far. NBC News doesn't have a news license per se. NBC News is a news organization, and a news organization needs no broadcast license. There are TV stations around the country that do get a license for use of the airwaves. NBC doesn't get a license for use of the airwaves. NBC makes its content available to various stations. So when the president says he's going to target the license of NBC, what if he means it seriously, it means he is going after all of the NBC affiliates in the United States, putting all of those people out of work, a jobs president. But here's the thing. For those of you in the tribe of Donald Trump, Remember all those precedents Barack Obama set that you hated and now you're just laughing because Donald Trump is using those precedents against the left? This is a precedent set by the president that could have dangerous ramifications for you if and when, and it is a win, a Democrat takes back the White House. If the President of the United States can compel the FCC to target the licenses of newspapers and radio stations and TV stations and news outlets that he does not like, game on when there's a left-wing president like Barack Obama in the White House again, which is very likely to happen at some point. Imagine him targeting Sinclair Media, targeting Fox News, targeting your local talk radio station, you can applaud this president all you want, but when you applaud precedents like this, you give up the right to complain when the next president turns around and does it to you. So be willing to speak up to your own side when it's doing something they shouldn't do. Be willing to call BS on your own side. Be willing to be a dragon slayer on your own side. Be willing to stand up and be heard because otherwise they're going to turn the tables on you when next they can and you will have no moral authority to be able to say anything because you did it to them first. It is me, Eric Erickson, 55 after the hour, phone number. Well, we closed the phones. We only got a minute and a half left, so deal with it. <laughs> Don't forget the Monday night event. Uh, it's a week from tomorrow. Uh, you can buy a book on site. It is their new location, the garage. If for details, text the word beer to 345-345. You'll get an event bright link. Tickets are free, just RSVP so that you have all the information. Uh, and we'll be able to remind you as well. Before I get out of here this evening, I want to draw your attention to the University of Wisconsin where the students would like to put a plaque next to the on-campus statue of Abraham Lincoln to let people know that Abraham Lincoln, the breaker of chains, the father of, of the Union, the, the Denarius Stormborn of the 1800s, he was an abuser of people. He was not nice to the natives. He was a bad man. The University of Wisconsin president, to his credit, uh, stood up to him and called BS on him and said no way. 
But yes, the student government of the University of Wisconsin wanted a plaque to let people know that Abraham Lincoln was a terrible, not nice, mean man, mean to the filthy savages who haunted the land or some such. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, liberal stu- the, the you know, there's a pupil, and I want to get into this tomorrow night, that says that conservatives are more likely to be comfortable living next to a liberal than liberals are comfortable living next to conservatives. Uh, they can no longer liberal scan abide by living with anyone who disagrees with them in this country.